transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Right. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all lean. Once the coin guitars got the pound of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction. We make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hit Me Now, Love Me Later. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legends. Hate me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. They said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Real Coach JB here. Another Hate Me Now, Love Me Later segment of Fearless Friday brought to you by betonline.ag. Welcome in on YouTube on this fine Fearless Friday. June 3rd, already in June 2022. What a fucking fast six months this year has been. Uh, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Make sure you head on over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V. And get 50% off first deposit. Welcome bonus. NBA Finals are here. Great game last night. Golden State pissed it down their leg. Boston stole one. Uh, I told everybody this game will go seven. I also told everybody two months ago right here on my show that the Celtics would play the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals this year. And guess what? Another prediction JV has said has came true. Some of you motherfuckers better start listening and stop listening and stop hearing me. So basically... You can go on over and bet on any NBA games. NHL hockey is in full effect, and you got the shitty Major League Baseball season in full swing. My Dodgers are still holding on to first, uh, one of the best records in the Major League Baseball. Bet it all, plus Vegas live odds and casino betting games. BetOnline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off welcome bonus. Bet all this weekend, MMA and boxing as well. Bet online where the game starts. Appreciate everybody joining me here on YouTube on this fine, fearless Friday. Uh, make sure you guys hit the like button, subscribe, become a member of the YouTube channel today. I'm starting to add my cooking show videos in here little by little, plus a day in my life that I'm doing. I got some fucking fancy camera, phone camera holders and shit, so I'm going to use those things. Um, once the cigars come out, man, we're having a bunch of hiccups with the cigars right now. You know, the excuse everybody likes to use COVID has really fucked us. That excuse has fucked us and, um, you know, whatever else, uh, they want to use as the excuse COVID basically, um, has slowed down everything. So we're still waiting on the cigars, man. And, uh, I don't know. Who knows? I might get fucked. Who knows what happens? But they're great cigars. I'm just waiting on them to pull the fucking trigger. They'll be sold both ways uh, once we get them going. But 
The vodka also drops next month. Uh, we were hoping to drop it this month. It looks like July 1 we'll be dropping the vodka. CoachJBStore.com. Go check it out. Get you some whiskey today. Um, plus some fine merch similar to what I'm wearing. Hate me now, love me later. The slapdick hoodies, the slapdick shirts, the visors, the slap snapback hats, trucker hats, you name it, got it. Women, Bree, Lucy, um, Roz, all the females in the chat, go on over to CoachJBStore.com, get you some girl boy shorts. Um, if you haven't seen those, I got the boy shorts on deck for the females. So you can go on over there and check out the great merchandise that I do have. You can get it, plus a book signed or a poster, personalized and signed. Um, there's my booty shorts. You guys can get the booty short. Bam. 20 bucks, ain't shit. I got the black too, uh, black and the pink. So you can get either color. And it's a great day to have a great day. Just don't moan too much if your man's behind you and you see my name. <laughs> uh, Coach Ant, I appreciate you. The whiskey is fire. Uh, you can do a lot of the things with the whiskey. I also cook with the whiskey as well. So uh, you can use that um, as well. Um, great show today. Won't be too long, but it'll be informative. It'll be funny. It'll be real. It'll be truthful. It may hurt some feelings, but it is what it is. That's who I am, and it ain't fucking sad or apologetic about it. Drinking this water after I my juice this morning. Um, down 11 pounds. This is day 12. All right, this is day 13, I believe. Um, so, you know, I'm about a pound behind my 30-day, 30 30-pound 30 challenge. So I got to do something. Sometimes it's hard, man. Sometimes it's and I'm doing the same thing every day. Just, you know, your body's metabolism reacts in certain different ways. So it just depends on what you put in it. Uh, expect what you put in is what you get out. And uh, so, but it's going, it's going. I got to do a little more jump rope, some more push-ups. That's all I do. Jump rope, push-ups, and the juice. Eat a little chicken in a can or tuna in a can. And then uh, I still have a couple cups of coffee, though. But everything else, I cut the Starbucks out. It's all discipline, man. If you can be disciplined and do what the fuck you say you're going to do, then that is what this world's about. That's what life's about. Saying what, Doing what the fuck you say you're going to do. Too bad we got 99% of the motherfuckers out there that don't do that. Uh, let's give you the quote of the day, man, and get you guys going. Uh, boom, 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 boom. It's a good quote. I have survived this long because the fire inside of me burns brighter than the fire around me. That's my own little deal. Um, I don't believe I invented that quote, but I used to, I've said it that way for a long time. I think the real quote is a little different, uh, but it's very similar. But I have survived this uh, long in life because the fire inside of me burns brighter than the fire around me. I don't listen to the outside noise and the drama. I respond to it. Um, just make sure you understand. I respond to the noise on the outside because that's how I make some money. You talk shit, I'm going to talk more shit. And I'm so quick to 
Block a motherfucker now? Oh, my goodness. I remember I used to think it was a bitch-made move. Bitch-made cats only blocked you. Oh, dog, call me whatever you want. I love blocking motherfuckers like Matumbo around here on Twitter. That is what I do now. I'm looking to. I'm looking for the next motherfucker to block. That's just what it is. Um, that is real shit. But some more real shit brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over there and use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, is the Contrary to Belief segment of the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later show. And I got to let you guys know, this is just some real Contrary to Belief shit that a lot of you guys don't understand. 99% of employers make the hire before you ever even fucking interview. Please understand that. 99% of the hires have already been predetermined before the interview ever takes fucking place. All you can really do is impress them and hopefully one of the people interviewing you gets another job and remembered you because you impressed them. Because every day is a fucking interview. And I tell you that every day. You never know who's watching you. And it could be some CEO who's only an assistant micromanager fuck who ends up saying, you know what, that motherfucker I remembered, I would hire him in a heartbeat if I ever got a bigger gig. 99% of employers make the hire before the interview's ever fucking made. Uh, Contrary to belief, 99% of all humans smile in your face and talk behind your back. Just understand that. I tell you guys every day. Don't be shocked about getting stabbed in the back. Be shocked when you turn around and see who's holding the fucking knife. It's somebody in your own circle, believe it or not. 99% of all fucking humans smile in your face and talk behind your back. Contrary to belief, 99% of all people fail for 50% of their life. Most of us, if not all of us, have failed our most of our grown adult lives from age 21 until we're almost 50. 99% of us fail. It just takes one opportunity, one person, one thing to change your life for the better. It also can change it for the worse if you let it. So understand that, though. (coughs) 99% of all people fail 50% of their lives. That's a hell of a stat, that, right? That's actually data, not a stat. That is actually data that has been comprised. 99% of failures. 99% of all failures in life envy the 1% of success stories but yet still talk shit behind your motherfucking back. Remember that cold shit I just told you. Remember that piece of game I just gave you right there. 99% of all failures envy the 1% of succeeders in life, but yet still talk shit behind their motherfucking back. Just remember that fucking statement and fact right there. That's some stat dat shit for your ass. Um, I just wanted to be a little truthful today on the fucking hate me now or on the on the contrary to belief segment. I thought I had to get back going on that part of the show, the staple of the show. And uh, 
that's just some real shit right there. Um, so this is just the intro of the show. Appreciate everybody coming on in. I got some slapdick takes, and I got some things I want you to say. Um, men out there, all you men out there, women, please put earmuffs on. Men, you know how when you got to piss real bad and it, your fucking dick hurts? All you men in here know how that feels? And if you don't, then you men have a clitoris. I want to know what women hurt. Where do women hurt at when they got to piss bad? Is it the same? What hurts on you, women? Your clit hurt or something? Do you get like a tingly feel or your bladder just back up? What is the, what is cracking? I want to know what's the, what the, the, uh, inquiring minds want to know about what a female goes through when they got to pee real bad. Cause I had to piss bad earlier and that shit, that shit hurts your, your wee wee. Don't it man? If you got, I'm talking about bad, bad. I was ripping and running, man. I couldn't piss shit. Um, see women got the bladder shit. See, they always going to say bladder. I know Lucy Bree said bladder. I know Bree's going to be politically correct. Lucy, tell me the real. It's go- It's more than a bladder, right? It's got to be something else. Like, we have a bladder too, Brie. But I'm talking about when it's so bad, it goes beyond your bladder. It starts hurting your wee-wee. So I'm just curious, you know. Um, Steven, that's very descriptive of you. Very, very, uh, a lot of information there. Um. What do they say? TFI? What do they call it? TMI. TMI, Stephen. He said, the fat between my shaft and the bottom of my belly starts hurting. That's called your bladder, homie. (laughs) Oh, shit. You know what it's similar to? It's similar to blue balls. Right, Stephen? It's similar to having blue balls but there's even an extra level to that shit. It actually hurts your actual penis. See what I'm saying? It actually just hurts your actual penis. John Thorne threw up. Um, oh, man. Treasure, set, Treasure Troller. I don't know if he's a real guy or not. He says, where does it hurt just before you cross your legs? Is that coming from a woman or a man? I don't know. Um, I don't cross my legs. I can't. I, I guess my nuts are too big. I don't know. I can't cross my legs like a female does. You know how they quarter cross that shit and you cross your legs? Like, how the fuck do you do that? How do you cross your legs like that, men? I've seen men where, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? I'm trying to show you guys. How do you do that shit? Ah, see, I can't do it. How do you cross your legs that way? I could cross them across, you know what I'm saying? I can't cross them at that angle where how females sit when they got a skirt on. I can't do it. Um, women, why do you why do you cross your legs when you when you have a skirt on? They say it's ladylike. I, nowadays, I don't think you guys give a fuck. I don't think you give a fuck, do you? Shit, you got fake ass, fake lips, fake booty, fake titties, everything else. I don't understand what the fuck they. Who cares? I don't know if you can fake a pussy or not. I don't know. But shit, why hide the shit now? Might as well show it. You might have took some fat from the motherfucker and put it on your ass. <laughs> so maybe you do want to cover that bitch up and show it. And not show it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. 
Uh, Brian, I used, I, did, I used to teach yoga, bro. Believe it or not, I fucking taught yoga. Slapdick yoga. Uh, you know, at Compton Community College, I was the yoga instructor. Do you know how I taught it? I put on a fucking VHS videotape. This was back in 07, 08. And put it in the VCR. I hired a female to come in and get after that shit. Shit. Bree, you care about crossing your legs? Yeah, I know I know a lot of females care, and it, as they should, right? That's the way uh, females were, you know, etiquette, just like eating at a table. I miss etiquette, Bree. I miss females having proper etiquette. There's too many. What, are they, what do y'all call it? Ratchet? There's too many ratchets out here, dog. What what the fuck's going on? Can someone tell me what thought is? What does thought mean? Please tell me what thought is. Like, what is it? T-H-O-T? Please somebody break that down. I know it'll be spit out here in fucking two seconds. You motherfuckers all know the acronyms for all this shit. Um, what does the word thought mean? And... Ratchet, please understand there's too many ratchets. Please, Bree, bring back women's etiquette. Bring it back over here. Um, That hoe over there, what is that? Oh, that's thought? <laughs> you gotta be shitting me. That hoe over there is thought. Wow. That is further proof, Ruben. That is further proof, all you old school cats in here, how soft we've become. We have now turned that hoe over there into a fucking acronym. Ruben, why? That's how soft we become. And I'm going to get into that today, but that is what social media and cell phones have done to America. Thought. See, you all think thought is safe haven and, 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 and saves you from an ass whooping now. See, back in the day, we would say, hey, that hoe over there just sucked my dick. But see, you don't want to say that no more. Hey, that thought over there. Motherfucker, it makes motherfuckers double think. Like, damn it, I'm thinking now? She got a thought on her? Like, what, th- what thought does she have? Fuck, that's some bullshit. That hoe over there. That's how I grew up saying that shit. Shit. We weren't going to abbreviate no bullshit. That's the crazy part. That's why we've abbreviated everything when in theory it's the same fucking thing. We're just cutting out the real shit. Because you want to avoid motherfucking conflict. You want to avoid conflict. So we're going to make up fucking names. Ratchet. No, motherfucker, that's hood rat. Hey, fuck, that's some hood rat shit. Like, hood rat's a great American fucking term. Why we can't use hood rat no more? All you young fucks, you got to get back to getting some swag. You talking about, you think skinny jeans is swag, motherfucker? I don't want to see your nuts and your fucking femoral artery beating, motherfucker, against your tight skinny jeans. I don't want to see your fucking ankles when you're wearing some fucking a suit suit pants, motherfucker. Motherfuckers wearing khakis, and I see their whole calf, Ruben. 
How you got some Ben Dick? How you got some Dickies on? And I see your calf muscle. <laughs> you know we're in a fucked up ass world, dog. Um. Oh shit, man. Oh my god. I don't even know. That wasn't not on the show, by the way. Um. That was not on the show, by the way. But uh. I don't know who that is. Um, I know Alan. You, you that generation. But see, you're you're an old soul in the head. You're a young soul with skinny jeans, dog. But even Alan, your jeans weren't like these these other motherfuckers, though. You wore skinny jeans, but your shit. You didn't have your shit. You didn't wear capri pants with skinny jeans, right? You didn't wear that shit. What a oost, Josh. You motherfuckers didn't wear capris, though, Alan. Now, capris is rocket is in. Motherfuckers is wearing capris with suits. And I'm just tripping. See, back in the day, style was if you had big feet, you had to cover them motherfuckers in, if you was wearing a suit. All right? And if you had big feet and you was wearing shorts, your kicks had to be... St- a certain style to where your feet didn't look so fucking huge in them and look goofy. See, I'm just giving motherfuckers real shit right now. So nowadays, though, you got these fucking capri pant wearing motherfuckers, tight jeans, and then they motherfuckers be a seven foot NBA player, and this motherfucker got a size 17 shoe, and you got a motherfucker wearing a 17 shoe with capri pants. Motherfucker, you look fucking retarded, homie. You look goofy as fuck. Fuck, you need to take that shit off. Go start over, motherfucker. Your shit looks fucking horrible. I don't give a fuck what y'all talk about. And let me be honest with you. This is what's wrong with young brothers, young black folks out there. Listen up. We in church today, motherfucker, and I'm about to teach you a lesson. Y'all motherfuckers that want to go out there and listen to these old heads about this and that. And black, this is black, this is black, and black-owned businesses and black-owned this. You need to go listen and research who the fuck shit you're wearing. Because half the shit y'all buying are racist motherfuckers. So again, it is down to ignorance is life-threatening. Understand who the shit you're buying is, is owned by. Don't think back at motherfuckers was buying fucking uh who was who was the big ass racist Nautica? Motherfuckers was rocking Nautica like a motherfucker. They were racist as shit. Then motherfuckers was rocking fucking um not Fat Farm, that's Russell Simmons pedophile ass. Who was rocking the other who was the other motherfucker they was rocking um back in the day they were he was a hat company. Motherfucker was from Compton, an old white dude. He was actually from Compton, but he was a straight racist, but he had a big time hat gear. Fuck, it was his name of his hat. He was big time for a while. All the wrestlers and MMA and shit was, was rocking his shit. Tommy Hilfiger's another one. Tommy Hilfiger. Adidas is a big one. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there, but see, y'all motherfuckers talk shit, but you don't realize who shit you're wearing. But I'm trying to tell you. That's why I told motherfuckers ever that played for me. Like, motherfucker, you know that motherfucker don't like you, right? Don't like you or anything that has to do with your fucking ethnicity or race. But you're rocking their shit. Van Dutch, why though? Van Dutch. That motherfucker's from Compton, California, bro. Google that shit. 
Von Dutch is from Compton. He's a biker mechanic motherfucker that came out with that shit. And Von Dutch was huge racist motherfucker. And Brothers was rocking his shit like crazy. Lugs, Eddie. Lugs, you're damn right. I used to love me some Lugs. And Lugs was the other one. And who was the other one? There was a bigger one than that, dog. Carl Kanai. Remember Carl Kanai? Oh, bruh. Brothers was rocking Carl Kanai like a motherfucker. I, me and my homeboys were like, homie, I ain't rocking Carl Kanai. I bought Carl Kanai. I rocked some. I had some. And I found out what was up with him. I was like, oh, hell no. Nah, I ain't fucking with him. I got homies that are real brothers that I grew up with. They actually do research. And these are gangsters, dog. They actually do research on shit like this. They find gas stations that are fucking racially fucking motivated and created and, and avoid them motherfuckers. But see, nowadays, motherfuckers just do whatever. We just do whatever and say whatever and wear whatever, and motherfuckers don't want to fucking do no research, and then you want to bitch after the fact and suck your teeth when you get fucked or you find out that a motherfucker just like Black Lives Matter. But I'm not going to get into all that politics. You know, we're not going to make that this show. I'll sit by my shit and be quiet, though, why motherfuckers want to gossip out there. On the audio side, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music. Appreciate you guys listening in. Sorry I'm telling you the truth. Please don't get the truth mixed up with negativity. Please stop saying that shit to me. JB's the most negative motherfucker on Twitter. Am I negative? Or am I just telling you motherfuckers the truth? See, some of you just can't decipher the difference between truth and fucking... (laughs) Uh, Alan just stopped me in my tracks. He's comical. Alan said, don't get into that. We don't need no two-week suspension. He ain't lying. By the way, Alan got a two-week suspension. And Alan's... I've never even heard say the N-word... And Alan got a two-week suspension planned for me because a motherfucker was standing over him and Alan pushed him off him. By the way, there was 22 black players on the field at the same time. There was all white referees. And this white, racist, motherfucking redneck referee somehow knows Alan's voice out of 22 other black voices and said, you call them an N-word, you're out. Motherfucker. You know, in Kansas, the N-word is a two-week suspension. Can you fucking believe this racist-ass fucking rule? A two-week suspension. I said, hold on. So what does a white boy say that gets him suspended? Motherfucker? Dog, they were literally, their mouths dropped, open and wide open, jaws dropped, and had no answer for me because they never heard a motherfucker tell them. Because this racist-ass fucking league we're in never had to worry about too many brothers. These motherfuckers was the 20 out of state limit. So they really had more Kansans than anything. So when you bring a bunch of motherfuckers from out of state in that motherfucker, now you have a problem. Now you have this fucking illegal racist ass rule. But white cats can call each other whatever the fuck they want. But brothers calling each other the N-word is a two-week suspension. Have you ever heard of a fucking dumber rule in your fucking life than that shit? And Alan, the greatest fucking kid I've ever coached, literally don't even say the word. Don't cuss. And they call him out of a fucking pile of 22 black kids. Like this referee kicks it with Alan every day. 
I said, wait up. So you kick it with Allen? You know Allen's voice? Out of all these 22 cats on the field right now, you know Allen's fucking voice. You can't tell me that ain't racist. So I had to fucking file an appeal. I did a bunch of shit. Allen didn't, didn't have to serve a fucking day. So, and the cool part is, how about this shit? It was the last game of the season, Allen. Remember that? They suspend him for two game one and two of the next season. How about that shit? Is that not the most fucking racial fucking stupid rule you've ever heard in my fucking life? I'm just telling you. That's a true story. Alan, tell him, please. Yep. See, Alan right there. Yep. I'm telling you the truth. Um, LA's masking again. Fuck that. Get me out of here. Please, somebody in Houston, a home loan specialist that can finagle some shit for me to get me a fucking loan. Hit me up because I need to hook up. I'm going to get the fuck out of here. If these motherfuckers put a mask on again in L.A., I'm out of here. So let me know before I put this fucking pool in that I'm about to put in here. Um, I don't think all coaches would have fought for him like I did, dog. <laughs> uh, please, Alan, let them know. I don't believe all coaches would have I don't think there's a coach in the world that would do the shit I've done for my players. And that's just being real straight out. That's just being real straight out. Um, I've done some shit that you would never fucking believe for my players. And you know what? I didn't give a fuck about the consequence. Because at the end of the day, I brought that kid in. I told that kid I promised him something. I was going to do it. I don't give a fuck if it was my reputation or not on the line. I did what I told the kid I would do. So that's the difference between me and these fake fucks out here who's just chasing the so-called bag. I was out there chasing the so-called kid's best interest at heart and making sure I was chasing this kid's future. Fuck the bag. Hey, I give a kid my last. I always have. And I didn't give a fuck about my next paycheck. And it was always check-to-check living. So... Oh, yeah, I love Houston and the thoughts. I love all the thoughts in Houston. Houston got thick ones. I love them all. Short, fat, skinny, and tall. I fucks them all. Come on, dog. Remember that. Uh, I apologize, Bree, uh, Lucy, all that. Um, see, my, my loans, the way my bank statements work is... <laughs> uh, yeah, I need a specialist, though, because I don't get a check. I don't. I, I don't uh, if you haven't noticed, I, I'm not working on a W-2 format... <laughs> <laughs> so uh my income's a little bit sporadic uh Jeremiah so I need a loan specialist that can do something because I got a fucking a lot of equity I can sell the house right now and get and get some I got cash down that ain't the issue shit I got cheese I can give him a fat cash down deposit uh, but shit I ain't got no check stuff dog Give me a motherfucking, uh, give me a loan specialist. Uh, a Northern California kid arrested for plotting to mass shoot in Alameda, Oakland area. So how can we catch this in Cali, but not Texas, not in Oklahoma? Uh, now, I've been hearing this red versus blue state um, conspiracy theory. All right. Is it a red versus blue state theory? Is there an issue going on here that I don't know about? 
Eddie Manyweather, I have no fucking idea what you're talking about. You've said T9, 10-9, T9 form. Now you said a T9 form. What in the fuck are you talking about? You talking about a 1099, dog? Um, see, I can't get a contingency sale, Jeremiah, because I got to have a place to go. I got four dogs. I got to have a straight up swap for swap. Um, you know, um, fuck, I can't even think of the word. Um, closing. I need closing to happen at the same time. So I need, I need, uh, you know, I need that shit to all happen at the same time. So, um, now 1099, something completely different, Eddie. Um, but how can we catch a cat in the size of California with more fucking 40 million people? How can we find out that this kid was plotting to have a mass shooting happen up in Oakland and Alameda, California? So Alameda and Oakland, California is on alert. Santa Clarita High School, a Canyon High School here in right outside of L.A., um, didn't allow school today because they had some graffiti with some serious mass shooting threats on it. So now we're getting copycats and shit to do dumb shit. Like, this is such a fucking joke. But we're catching it in Cali. We can't catch it in any of the fucking red states, apparently. But we can catch it in the blue states. So now there's asking, is this a conspiracy? Is this a setup? It's gun, it's gun voting time. And every time we had that, we had Sandy Hook. We had this other shit. I've heard a lot of Sandy Hook stories, dog. I'm going to be honest with you. There was a lot of Sandy Hook stories. If you guys remember, the Sandy Hook story happened. And then you had the, the rogue Marine veteran that went rogue. Remember that guy? And they caught him up in Big Bear and supposedly killed him. But yet we've yet to see his body, yet to see his dental records. They said they shot him in the fucking building and killed him. Remember all this old shit? Um, I'm just telling you, dog. I know a buddy that knew that real guy. He said that motherfucker died years ago before that. So I'm like, how is the motherfucker alive now? I knew one of the kickers at the University of Oregon whose sister supposedly was killed in Sandy Hook. This is a true story. If you guys Google it, it'll show you that this is some crazy shit that's going on. Sandy Hook supposedly had that crazy killing that happened, remember? Well, a kicker from Oregon tweeted out. This was back when Twitter just had started. He had tweeted out. Uh, crazy that you guys are giving my do- my sister uh, condolences and shit, but I'm at her graduation right now. And fucking that tweet was down, he said, in like two minutes. And his account was blocked. He was at his sister's graduation, yet they claimed her to be killed in a Sandy Hook shooting. Now, that's a real story right there, dog. That is a true fucking story. So, please, I want you to understand that Sandy Hook shit ain't all completely how they say it happened. I'm just telling you right now. It's crazy how you can't find a Sandy Hook parent to come out and talk about it right now. I'm telling you, I've done some research, dog. There ain't a Sandy Hook parent who apparently had a kid died will tell you anything about it. Why is that? Something's cracking with this whole fucking gun thing. Just telling you, I know for a fact, though, that 
the kicker at the University of fucking Oregon, sister did not die in Sandy Hook when they fucking claimed her name on a murder sheet that she got shot down that day. I do know that shit. So go Google that shit. It's crazy. Um, did you guys know that Steph Curry was awarded the first quarter of the NBA Finals MVP award last night? Everybody's like, what? Steph Curry got the fucking first quarter of the fucking MVP award last night. Since we're giving out awards to every motherfucker in every fucking category in the world now. It's a fucking give out award fucking day. He got the Western Conference Finals MVP trophy. Remember that? Well, guess what? Last night, they should have gave him the first quarter of the NBA Finals MVP award. And then you know what he got? He got the second quarter Ghost Award MVP because he scored zero. Can we stop giving awards out to every motherfucker? I mean, that's what's going to happen next. Steph Curry, you just had six three-pointers in the first quarter. Come on over. Right before fucking second quarter starts, they give him a trophy. God damn, homie. It's unbelievable. Everybody on fucking TV. Steph Curry, greatest ever. He's going to kill it. He's going to have 50. He don't score in the second quarter. Boston takes a lead at half. <laughs> I told you, motherfucker. I told everybody that Boston was real. I, I hope they don't win because I don't want them to beat the Lakers record. But And I'm a Cali guy, so I want the Cali team to win, obviously, Golden State. But... This Boston team's matchup is a matchup nightmare for Golden State. I'm trying to tell people. And and I'm just being honest with you. I think Golden State will blow Boston out on Sunday. Why do we have to wait till Sunday? Why do we have to wait till Sunday? I mean, holy fuck. We got to wait that many goddamn days? Um, I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, but anyway... Uh, let me see here. I'm trying to see. Uh, let me see real quick. Um, let me see I don't know why we have to wait so fucking long. Um, I don't understand. Why so long? Why does it take so fucking long? I, man, I'm just telling you, I would love to have a slapdick award. I'd give a motherfucker out so many goddamn times. I would give it out so many fucking times. Um, I don't know why we have to wait till Sunday. Um, for a game in the finals, they want to string this motherfucker out. Um, nah, it's it's way more than a day nowadays in the finals. So Sunday's at five p.m. So everyone will be home Sunday. It's five p.m. It's not a holiday, and that's that's going to be what it is. That's what it's going to be. Um, Ohio State makes the statement that thirteen million will keep the roster intact yearly. What a fucking joke we are. 
What a joke that we've become. Um, I'm going to get to that, but goddamn, you you understand that we are now having to do spreadsheets and budget out our roster in the in, in the NCAA. Do you understand NCAA what you created? I've been trying to tell motherfuckers. Deion Sanders came out and said some shit the other day, and everyone's blowing it up like he's the godsend. I literally have did a video. I literally did a video about how this is going to fuck up a locker room and how you will never be able to manage the roster. I've literally said it on this show 20 fucking times over the last three years. I've literally done multiple videos and told a lot of people this NIL shit will fuck up the locker room and no one's going to listen to the coaches and they're all going to be fucking shitbirds and they're going to be leaving like crazy. And what has happened? What has happened? Now, Dion comes out and says it. Actually, I have a homeboy on that staff, so I wouldn't be surprised if a motherfucker heard it from me. But all of a sudden, Dion says it and he's the godsend. Of course, he's a big name. Dog, the NIL is a joke. It's a fucking travesty. And it has created the biggest fucking joke. Like, these coaches don't want to coach. I'm just telling you. I ain't going to say no names, but I'm talking to a lot of guys. They don't want to coach. They just take the money. So when you have this, when you've created this problem, you have a major, major issue on your hands. When coaches don't want to go to work and, and, and love their job that they make millions of dollars at, you have a fundamental problem, Houston. You have a problem. When coaches don't want to show up for the love of it, they only want to show up for the fucking check of it, you have a problem. Because now it's going to become so watered down. Coaches don't care for kids. Kids don't give a fuck about coaches. And now you're going to have... The biggest fucking whirlwind of shit hits you in the face. And it's only getting worse. It's only getting worse. Yep. Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter about university history. It don't mean it doesn't matter about shit. It doesn't mean shit no more, dog. Why, though? It's all about the money. It's all about the money. And uh, it's fucking crazy. Um, Um, shit, let me see. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really, it's going to be hard to watch college football. It's going to be really, really hard unless I'm betting on it or if I'm on Pat's show and doing it, I'm going to look, I'm going to do it real and take it serious, but it's going to be hard to watch these motherfuckers when you never know. Like motherfucker plays week five, Allen, and then he's in the portal week six and he's at somewhere else week seven now. Like this shit is crazy. Shit is unbelievable. 
Um, I don't get it. I don't get it. Can't do it. It's fucking crazy. So anyway, I got a segment. I'm going to talk about my top five, obviously. Um, I got a segment. I'm going to talk about my top five rappers of all time. All right. Now, I have some honorable mention rappers because there's just too many to put five in there. So obviously, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm going to do my top five rappers, and I'm going to do my top eight groups of all time. All right. Now, I'm talking rap only. Hip-hop. R&B, rap, hip-hop. Here's my top five JBs, dead or alive, top five rappers of all time. I got number five, Biggie. Biggie Smalls is not number five. I think he's a top three lyricist of all times with his vernacular swag and the way that he came, his delivery. Um, being a fat motherfucker with sinus problems made him unique, in my opinion. Um... He's my only East Coast cat on this original list, even though I have a bunch of East Coast cats like Eric, you know, Rakim obviously is one of my all-time favorites, but I just, he's in an era where I was I was young and I wasn't in that East Coast, even though he never, he, you have to be a hell of a lyricist to not cuss on one album. Rakim never cussed. So please understand that. Go have a rapper nowadays try to spit some real bars and not cuss and see if you can fucking get that. Hell no, nah, I know fucking Lil Wayne. Biggie Smalls, number five. E-40's number four. E-40's not a lyricist. E-40 is an entertainer, but he is a deliverer. So people don't realize there's a difference between a lyricist, in my opinion, and an entertainer. E-40's an entertainer, but he's so good at it that he's the top five rapper to me. Number three, Snoop Dogg, the most iconic rapper in the world. He's the most recognized rapper in the world. It's a fact. Go look it up. That's data. Okay, stat that. Number two, Tupac. I think Tupac was an innovative cat. I think Tupac is uh, was just different. Um, and to me, Ice Cube is just my personal favorite. That's just me. Ice Cube is just my personal favorite. Uh, you know, just from the NWA transition on over, um, you know, yes, Tupac's from the East Coast. Now, he's actually from uh, New York. I want to say Pac is from York, New York uh, originally. But then he moved out to Oakland, and then he became an actor, and then the actor became a gangster. <laughs> um, but that's my top five rappers. Now, let me give you... Let me give you my honorable mention, okay? Nas would be in my honorable mention. Big Daddy Kane, Cool G Rap, MC8, J.O. Felony, Sugar Free, Jay-Z, Mac-10, Eazy-E, obviously, The Game, Eminem, Keith Murray, Redman, Method Man, Jizza, Rizza, and Jamal says it all. If you don't know about Jamal, go Google that. Um, so that is all something Buster Rhyme is actually in my honorable mention. If I can show you my honorable mention list, I got a huge one right here. Rakim, Kumo D, LL Cool J. I got a shitload over here, right? I got MC Light, Yo-Yo, Queen Latifah. I got Muhammadia, if you don't know who that is. Guru Gangstar is one of my all-time favorites. 
Um, Gangstar is uh, one of my favorite groups, even though I don't have them in my top eight. They're in my top ten for sure. 50 Cent is in my honorable mention. Uh, G-Unit is an honorable mention group of mine. Um, but I'm going to get to my top eight groups of all time, all right? So I wanted you just to see my top five rappers, and now I'm going to take you to my top eight groups. My, my top eight groups are, nah, two shorts, two nursery rhyme for me, man. My top eight groups, it goes like this, all right? NWA's got to be their iconic, their... To me, they're Q-Tip. I, I, I also said Big Daddy Kane. Q-Tip's also in my deal. Um, I have Eminem in my, in my uh, honorable mention. I don't have him in my... White rappers, to me, bug me. They're like a white running back to me. Uh, they're rare. They're rare like fucking white running backs. I don't like them. I don't like white running backs. I don't like white rappers. That's just me. g Easy and all these old fake motherfuckers. I don't like none of these motherfuckers. I don't like white rappers. I don't like white running backs. Sorry. That's just my fucking philosophy. <laughs> um, oh, shit. It's too live crew, Brad Richardson. You've been in North Carolina too long. It ain't too life. <laughs> All right, NWA, number one on the list, has to be guaranteed. Sorry, NWA is the trendsetter. It is what it is. Westside Connection, it is what it is. I'm from Compton, Westside Connection. The Eastsiders, three of the hardest gangster rap albums of all time, you can argue, is the Westside Connection and the, and the Eastsiders. EPMD, I just I just have a big thing for Eric Sermon and his, his, his beats and what he's pulled out what he's brought out he's brought out you know cats like like fucking red man and keith murray and and jamal um he's brought out a lot of different cats epmd to me their albums just you can turn on one album and let the whole thing ride um smith and wesson if you don't know about or i'm sorry mob deep my number five mob deep mob deep to me is just shook ones one of the all-time classic songs uh, bangers of all time. Smith and Wesson. If you don't know about Smith and Wesson, go check them out. Helter Skelter. There's a lot of those those cats over there. Wu Tang obviously is in there just because of how iconic they are. I actually like individuals in Wu Tang more than I like Wu Tang. Wu Tang has great songs here and there, but overall albums, they never. I never was a big. I never listened to that shit. Um, Outcast. Outcast, I believe, is in that mix of there. You know, and if I went to nine and ten, I'd, I'd I would probably have G Unit in there, and Gangstar would round out my top ten as a group. Guru and Gangstar, uh, I, I mean Guru and Premier. Um, Compton's Most Wanted is one of my all time favorites. Trust me, um, but they didn't make enough commercial songs for me to where they were widely listened to enough. They were straight up West Coast. Compton's most wanted. You have to really be from here to know CMW. CMW is one of my favorite shits of all time, by the way. So UK, UGK, man, I, I just wasn't into that that type of shit. Uh, you know what I mean? Ghetto and the Scar, Scarface, Ghetto Boys. Yeah, but they weren't. You can't put, you can't put Ghetto Boys in this. They, they were a gimmick. Spice One, that motherfucker. I love Spice One, though. I used to love me some Spice One. Um, but I love the Alcoholics as well. Alcoholics is one of my favorite groups. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of that. There's a lot of those groups out there. Obviously, um, you know, Styles. Um, 
is in my honorable mention. I think he's a top five lyricist of all time. Um, but I just couldn't put him in there. You know what I mean? Rodney and Joe Cooley. You know, I'm not, I wasn't a huge DMX guy. Um, yeah, Charlie Wilson would be definitely in one of my uh, R&B. You already know that. But anyway, I just wanted to share that. That's that's kind of my top five rappers, top eight. I got quick in my honorable mention. He's more of a beat maker to me, um, even though pitching at a party, brother. Summer Breeze. Um, I'm going to talk to you about my five top five destinations, all right? Now, I've been to, I want to say, everywhere on this list besides... Greece, France, and Paris are they're the same thing. But I haven't been to Par- uh, France, okay? And Paris is one of, uh, that's why I put it in here. Paris is one of the top spots I want to hit in France. Italy is where I got to hit in Greece, all right? I've been to Hawaii, Brazil, and Bahamas. I love all three dearly. I love Hawaii, though. Hawaii is just my shit. I don't care. I just love Hawaii. Hawaii is my shit. I've always loved it. I, I, I know every spot of a fucking island. The Rock is my spot. I go all over the place. Um, but I love me some Hawaii. It's my fucking getaway. All right. If it was independent Kansas, it might be my number one because it don't fucking exist. So maybe independent Kansas is on the fucking planet Mars or something. But I went to, I lived in Independence. Kansas, Evan, come on, dog. You got to make your fucking jokes. The the punchline to your jokes got to fucking be spelt right, homie. Or you can't make a fucking joke. You got to understand that. It takes away from the whole joke. Yeah, I've never been to Australia, Brad. Bora Bora, I've heard is great. I've heard, I've, I've heard, I've heard great things about, um, I've heard some great things about fucking, um, Japan and, and uh, China as well, man. But I know, I, you know, I've been to fucking, obviously, in NFL Europe. We were in Amsterdam. So I've been to, to Norway. I've been to Sweden. Uh, I've been to Germany. Uh, I've been to a few places like that. Nurse Court, you're going to have to rewind this and go back because it's been a good show in the beginning. You probably would have had a lot of laughs. Um, but I got to get to Italy uh, and Greece. I know Greece is unbelievable. So um, Eddie's still tripping on Ghetto Boys. I know Taiwan is. I heard that Taiwan is the spot, Henry. I have heard some great stories about Taiwan. Plus, it's $10 sucky sucky all day long from what I hear. So, I'm just throwing that out there, man. The five most influential people in my world, in my life, all right? I'm going to talk about that. It was a question I had that got asked a while back. And so, uh, Nurse Court, what up? I have to talk. I've I've talked about my top five rappers, my top five, my top eight groups, dead or alive. And now I'm going to talk about my top five destinations I just discussed and uh, trying to catch you up. Um, it's been a very informative show. A lot, a lot of discussions off the top of the head. We started talking about a lot of women dialogue today. We've, we've got to talk about the female bladder and what hurts when you got to pee real bad. All the way to uh, short, fat, skinny, or tall. Uh, men fuck them all. So we've talked about it all. So you might have to go back and watch this one. Um, but, you know, you can catch the ass into the show, no doubt. We're only an hour in. 
Um, I got to talk about my top five. Where the fuck is my shit? I hate technology, man. Oh, man, I hate technology. Um, most five, the my top five most influential figures, all right? Number five, Earl Manigault. If you don't know who Earl Manigault is, go Google the goat. He, he's in. There's a movie made about him called Rebound, all right? The Earl Manigault story. I used to make my teams watch the movie. TJ will tell you. Alan will tell you. I used to. I think it's the most you need to really watch that movie as a as a man as a as an adult as a woman and you'll have a better understanding for um Earl Manigault all right he was uh Michael Jordan Kobe Bryant LeBron James all in one never really got to make it he dominated Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in high school Never got to play it. Don Cheadle played him in the movie. Did a great job. Don Cheadle is one of my top five actors, by the way. Um, so, um, Earl Manigault, one of my top five influential figures of my life. Gino Ariyama, a guy that has dominated the women's sport of basketball for a long, long time, who can get through to women as a man over and over and over. Never had any creepy fucking innuendos never had any assume uh and they never accused him of anything he's dominated the sport um i think he's taught a lot of young ladies and massaged them into grown woman women um gino ariyama is a great one a lot of you coaches out there all want to go see nick saban speak and they want to see this go see fucking gino ariyama i don't care if you cross coach and cross clinic more coaches need to cross clinic and go see coaches from other sports and other professions. And, um, you know, it is what it is. Gino Ariyama, number four. Number three, John Wooden. Greatest coach of all time. I think the greatest leader of men of all time. The, great, the most winningest coach of all time. Um, you know, it is what it is. And then my grandpa and my dad round out my top five. Those were two different humans i'm just gonna be honest that's how i am why i am like jeremiah said you know my grandpa would beat my ass without my dad's fucking permission i got i started getting older my grandpa was old my grandpa died at 95 years old in 1995 he was born in 1900 he got to strike out babe ruth he was a navy boxing champion he had no teeth he had dentures Uh, all his teeth were knocked out as a boxer and back in the day in that day you didn't replace teeth dog so he had dentures, dog. It was unbelievable. And this motherfucker was so fucking, um, you know, he was so unique that my grandfather owned Brown Truck Repair. My dad ended up taking that over later on. But my grandfather owned truck. He was a diesel mechanic, truck driver. He did everything. Pro baseball player, pro boxer in the Navy. He was a Navy sh- uh on a navy ship for a long time out to sea in the war and uh he was well well before the wars obviously he was back in fucking uh he was young but you know back then you you all went to 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 the armed forces you went to the navy or the army or fucking i don't believe the marines were even invented yet um and i don't believe the air force did we just had the i think we just had the army and the navy right uh jeremiah is that true we didn't have the Air Force and the Marines, right? Um, 
But I know we had the Navy. I know the Navy's the oldest, right? Is the Navy the oldest or the Army the oldest? I know one of them. But uh, I'm not great with that shit. Apologize, uh, Jeremiah. Um, but, yeah, Freeway, he, he, he's inspiration as well. Um, had a lot of influence on me. Um, but, again, I didn't take the easy way out and follow him into the dope game. I fucking went left. I, you know, I could have went left with him. I went to the right and did my own thing. But that's why I call this mental health pandemic everyone's talking about mental weakness. Talking about mental fucking weakness. It ain't mental health. Motherfucker, I made a choice. I could have followed him and took the fucking easy way, but I didn't. Um, so, anyway, that's my inspiration. My dad, I got a tattoo on my arm of him. Uh, he passed away of my arms in 05. Um, cancer got him. Um, you know, I think it's on Netflix talking about that shit, but it is what it is. Oh yeah, Pops was uh, my mentor and my my best friend. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was that. Uh, he was that dude. Too bad kids don't have a relationship with their pops no more. And me and him would cuss each other out. We fuck drink together. We did it all. But uh, wish he was here now. You know what I'm saying? That's the part you you look back at and say fuck. You want to see? You want to? You wish he was around now when you're doing better, you know, and not when you're fucking asking him for everything. Um, but it is what it is. So I'm gonna answer some fan questions. All right, I'm asking answer some fan questions for you guys. Uh, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. Um, oh yeah, I got the visor all the time. Um, appreciate you, BC Flies. Make sure you hit the like button, subscribe, become a member. If you ain't a member, become one. Um, $1.99, man. It's easy money. Um, Patrice O'Neill, TJ. Shout out. Fan question number one I got was, which retired head coach could still win big today and why? Um... I don't have a gray dog, Southern Skeptic, so I don't know what you're referring to. I've seen you ask this a few times. Um, my only gray dog's no longer here. He's behind me on my wall. Um, who's just throwing out these names? I, I got to know why you're throwing out these names. What is Phil Jackson, Eddie Moneyweather? What's Butkus Brad? Uh, what's Bob Stoops, Malachi? What are you guys throwing out those names for? Because I don't think you realize what influential means. Influential's is not fucking Phil Jackson. Unless you're in the profession or have met him or know him. Um, Nurse Court's a member. Appreciate you. Um, people just throw out people. Now, there's difference between idols, um, you know, 
Oh, these are these are coaches that can still coach. I got you. I was just trying to clarify the difference between fucking influential figure. Influential figure is probably not a motherfucking coach or watch it on TV because you don't know the motherfucker. I, and I met Gino one time. Um, everyone on my list for the most part, um, you know, I've had some sort of interaction with. Um, but, um, you know, why is Greg Popovich influential? What if you found out Greg Popovich was a fucking pedophile and he just wins a lot of games? That's not influential to me. See, winning college, winning football, basketball, baseball games is it doesn't mean you're influential. It's got to be somebody that touched you in some way, whether it's your profession, like a Gino Ariyama has touched me, or my dad, my grandpa, fucking, you know, getting to meet John Wooden before he died. Um... You got to have some type of fucking tangible fucking reasoning. Uh, Superman. Oh, my God. Superman ain't a real dude. Do you know Superman? Uh, influential is Hulk Hogan. Motherfucker, do you know Hulk Hogan? What has Hulk Hogan done for you? Stop saying motherfuckers you don't know that are influential to you. No, they're not. You just look up to them. There's a difference between looking up to them and influential. You respect Tony Dungy, Eddie, even though you spelled his name horribly wrong. You respect Tony Dungy. He's not influential to you because he doesn't use profanity. See, a lot of you guys, I got to teach a lot of you motherfuckers a lot of real shit. And it's all good. I love it. But damn. Me and Tony Dungy actually had it out on Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't agree with Tony Dungy and a lot of things he was saying. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Popovich coaches ass off. He's not influential to me. I don't really give a fuck. Um... Yeah, Marion Barry, like, fuck, stole out names. Anyway, I think Jimmy Johnson would be my number one pick as to why, um, as to why he could win because, in my opinion, he understands people, he understands NFL players and what makes them tick, and he has the it factor. You don't lose the it factor. He's won in all at all levels. He's won his college fo- title and a Super Bowl title. Him and Pete Carroll, um, they they got the it factor. You don't lose the it factor with age. Jimmy Johnson should, could still be coaching, in my opinion. I think Dick Vermeil's ass could still do it. I still think J- Dick Vermeil can do it because he, people love Dick Vermeil. And Dick Vermeil, people want to think he's such a nice guy, is an asshole if he wants to be. Just make sure you know mistakes about it. You don't win in the NFL as being a super nice guy. I'm just going to tell you. Dick Vermeil gets it. He knows how to do it. He knows how to fucking push all the buttons. I also think Bill Cowher could win today. Um, make no mistake about it. I think Bill Cowher cut his career way too short, just like Jimmy Johnson. I think both of those guys could still coach today. Another question I got was Aaron Rodgers versus Brett Favre. 
Now, this is an interesting deal. Both very, very talented, gifted with their arm. Both could run. Both were decent athletes. Both are better than average athletes. All right. I would take Brett Favre. This is why. I believe the difference between the two um, is that Brett Favre, in my opinion, had a little more nuts and guts and he could will you to win a game where Aaron Rodgers struggles in that regard. I think Aaron Rodgers struggles in willing you to win. Um, I think Brett Favre didn't care about his talent around him. He thought he was so good that he can win you a game in meaningful game. Aaron Rodgers has not proven that yet. He has not really taken a game over. Um, like like fucking Stafford just did, or Brady's done, or different guys have done over the years. So, um, I would take Favre, man, in a surprising one. Aaron Rodgers probably has a little more arm talent. Both of them could throw it like no other, though. Both of them had big-time arms, top five cannons of all time. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is more effortless, more accurate, I think. He's quicker with the release. Favre was more of a wind-up, gun-it, but he threw with his damn ribs. Um, but, um, you know... It is what it is. Um, Lucy asks, what is my favorite dish to cook and why? Lucy, I don't know. I have a lot. Um, I love love cooking cowboy steaks. I love cooking um, seafood. I love doing salmon over a... Over a... uh, what the fuck is the vegetable? God damn. Cauliflower. God damn. I love doing a cauliflower puree. So what you do is you take the cauliflower, you steam it in a big pot. You steam it to get it super soft, and you mash it all up. Then you throw some Parmesan cheese on it, some oil. You throw in some uh, garlic, butter, and you throw in some other seasoning. And you heat that up. All right? You... You then throw all the mashed cauliflower in the blender. You throw a little bit of milk on the blender, in, in the blender. Then your, your butter, your oil, your garlic, and whatever else you use, what I use, I have a whole recipe. I, 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 milk, I melt it all in the microwave in a bowl, and then I throw that on top of the cauliflower in the blender with the milk, and then I blend it. And puree it, right? We make it into a puree. And I'll lay that on the in the bowl first. And then I'll throw, I'll make my honey, either honey baked salmon or honey grilled on, on a cedar plank salmon um, with some uh, Cajun seasoning, obviously, over honey on that cauliflower puree. And I will make some jumbo shrimp, um either in foil on the grill or um, or on the plate, I mean, on, or, or, or seared. But I'll do either way, and then I'll throw the shrimp next to the puree, and that'll be the meal right there. I love doing that one. It's, it's fire. And I also do the shrimp over the cauliflower puree and serve that with a salad, and then I'll make lamb 
rack of lamb, I make bomb, rack of lamb. I'll make rack of lamb, and then I'll throw the rack of lamb over the puree after you eat the shrimp on a new puree, but the same. Um, you can also do a broccoli puree. Um, I've done it once, and it came out pretty good. I like the cauliflower puree better, though. Um, but you can do, I, but I do a lot of shit. I, I cook a lot of different shit. Um, TJ, I know you're still young, TJ. You won't get out of the ramen noodle uh, phase until you're probably like 40, bro. Fuck, I'll still eat ramen noodles here and there. But I'm just saying. My favorite holiday has always been Christmas. It's always been Christmas because I always never had shit. And so I always used to look forward to the next one. (laughs) And I always wanted to give people shit on Christmas. I knew I never was going to get shit. But I always wanted to give shit. So you ask anyone you know that I that I know or knows me how I am at Christmas, and they'll tell you. I give my I'll give you. You'll be shocked at the shit I give motherfuckers on Christmas. I make sure that you don't. First of all, it's a surprise. You have no fucking idea when I do it. And I've done it for my friends, my homies, their fucking families, whoever I can. I will always been that way. So Christmas, I guess. Um, last one was my worst Christmas, putting Stogie down Christmas Eve, uh, was probably the worst. I didn't decorate a fucking thing. I didn't do anyone. I didn't buy anyone shit cause I didn't talk to nobody. I had to put them down on Christmas Eve, which was the only day I could have did it. It was a fucking horrible deal. Um, it makes me turn just thinking about it to this day. So, um, that, that gave me a sour taste for Christmas though, man. Um, now all I can do is get these fucking... These slapdick bullies here at the right, a good home, and maybe next Christmas will be good for them. And Stogie's honor. Um, Sebastian says he eats sauerkraut and cucumbers. That sounds like the most fucking disgusting thing. No, I don't like round cylindrical objects, Paco. I don't like no fucking chorizo. Chorizo, chorizo con huevos, whatever the fuck y'all call that shit. Isn't that like balls and dicks? No, I don't like that shit. Um, actually, it's real chorizo and eggs. I actually like that shit. I don't. I ain't gonna lie. I don't like. I like a chorizo burrito, uh, breakfast burrito, chorizo breakfast burrito. Not bad. It ain't bad, Paco. But I don't. I don't suck on a lot of straws. Maybe one in a while, once in a while on Starbucks. That's really it. Um. I know you didn't say cottage cheese and peaches. That shit sounds like badussy. Balls, dick, and pussy all mixed up. There's no fucking way. Oh, oh yeah. Tams, Louis. Tams? Woo. Nah, I don't fuck with no California burrito. That's that young shit, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. I don't do that California burrito shit. I do breakfast burritos. Louis Burger breakfast burritos, fire. Sausage breakfast burrito, grilled onions. Ooh, Louis Burgers kills Tams, by the way, Luis. You better go to Louis Burgers and get you a fucking chorizo burrito. Shit. Uh, we're talking it all, Lucy. I just, I just told you my favorite dish, Lucy. You weren't even in here. What the fuck's going on? Um... Oh, I love I love Nola. You know what though? Um, New Orleans food, Nolan's food, 
has really, really... Oh, Cam, that's that west side shit, dog. See, you grew up on the west side of Compton. I grew up on the east side of Compton. There's a huge difference. That's like... It's worse than Bloods and Crips. For everyone that's listening out there, it's worse than Bloods and Crips. The east side of Compton versus the west side of Compton. You got the Tams hang up and you got the Louis Burgers hang up. You got a major fucking fight going on between those two. And, oh, Eddie, don't bring in Fabulous Burger, please. This doesn't compare to no Tams or motherfucking Louis Burgers. Come on, dog. Um, nah, Tams and Compton, TJ, the real one. Oh, Louis Burgers, why though? I'm telling you right now, Louis Burgers, dog. Louis Burgers is the go-to spot, but you got to go in the hood. Now, you can come to California and do the commercial shit, and you can go to all the million fat burgers or fucking, you know, in and out and all that old funny shit. But Roscoe's, you could do all that shit. Um, I don't fuck with Roscoe's shit. Um, but Roscoe's ain't bad, but I, I don't, it wasn't never the best. Um, Raising Cane's is fucking garbage. Whoever said Raising Cane's is the shit and whoever likes that shit is fucking crazy. Um, oh yeah, Louis Burger's got the best chili cheese carne asada fries. Oh. Bruh, you can't compete that. Nobody makes no chili cheese carne asada fries like Louis Burgers, bruh. Louis Burgers is the shit. Um, Louis Burgers got the best strawberry soda, best strawberry shakes, best fucking fries, straight up seasoned fries by far. Hey, Josh, if you're in here, we're going to play next Saturday, not this Saturday. So I'll let you know. Um, Raising Cane's is a fucking mockery of chicken. Get that shit up out of my face. Fucking hand. Oh, in and out. You got in and out fire. Come on now. Don't give me that fucking Whataburger bullshit. There ain't it ain't even close. In and out is not it's not even close. Whataburger and in and out fucking comparison ain't even close. Um I don't know. But that's what my favorite shit to cook. My favorite shit to barbecue. Um, you know what? I either smoke or barbecue. Either ribs. I do a lot of different ribs. I do a lot of different seafood out on the grill. I love cedar plank. Wet the plank. You, you, you wet the plank. You put honey on the plank. You season the plank of wood. And then you fucking season the honey. You season the salmon. You put, you put honey on the salmon. You season it up. And then you throw that on the plank. And then you fucking grill the plank. And it's some fire, fire-ass salmon. That's one of my favorites. And I plus, I also, I also grill my asparagus, my shrimp in, um, in, in uh, foil. Shrimp and asparagus in foil on the grill. Put garlic, oil, uh, Lowry's. I season it up uh, as far as the asparagus goes. Some garlic salt, garlic pepper, um, Lowry's, and then uh, onion pepper. Or onion powder. And then I throw that on the grill with some butter. And then I'll do the shrimp. Depends on the way. I might do a Cajun shrimp style in the foil. I might do a pineapple Cajun. Uh, a lot of you guys sleep on pineapple. Pineapple gives flavor to everything you cook. And it doesn't make it like pineapple pizza. Don't, compa- don't think pineapple pizza when you think 
cooking with pineapple. It doesn't do the same that it does to pizza. I'll eat pineapple pizza. It doesn't bother me. I'm not a huge fan, but it doesn't bother me. But, um, but you know, um, somebody on here though made me almost throw up in my mouth. Somebody, some motherfucker in here said, "Polly B, I just put up three videos. I'm, I'm gonna do. I'm starting a cooking thing going on. I, it's go check it out. It's on YouTube." Um, somebody said Baker's over in and out. <laughs> Oh, homie, I, that shit is comical. Man, I'm going to make a slapdick seasoning, though. That's what I want to make, a fire-ass slapdick seasoning. I think slapdick seasoning would go over. That's what I think. But I don't know. I think slapdick seasoning might be a big thing. Man, we hit 100 people in the chat. I appreciate you. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member today. Motherfucker said Baker's over goddamn in and out. <laughs> Come on, TJ, I've never been a Louisiana guy, man, chicken guy. You know why? Because anytime you serve motherfucking ice cream, Chinese food, and Louisiana at the same place, I got a major fucking problem. Yeah, marinades. I love marinades. I'll, I'll make some slapsticks. I'll make slapstick marinades, slapstick fucking... Some slapstick seasoning, like a chicken seasoning, a, 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 a rib seasoning, and a fucking uh, salmon seasoning. Like, I'll make some slapstick seasoning, slapstick marinade, like a teriyaki slapstick marinade. Like, I'll make something. Slapstick might sail around that motherfucker. Um, yeah, the real grillers, man. Because, you know, slapstick won't hit the major markets because fucking the name, everyone hates on it. They'll be scared to use it. But uh, the real grillers, they can get it online or whatever. Might be, it might be, it might hit. Um, but I don't know. The Phillies fired uh, Girardi one-third through the season. People need to fucking understand that professional... Football, basketball, and managers in baseball are very, very overrated. Very, very overrated. Players win you games. Coaches lose them. Stop firing the coaches so fucking quickly. In baseball, what the fuck is Joe Girardi doing in the the dugout that is so fucking critical to that motherfucker hitting a home run or base hit or that motherfucker striking out a motherfucker at play if philly can't get no one out and they can't fucking produce runs how much is it on joe girardi i mean let's be honest see i'm defending the coach coaching is over fucking rated like come on think sean mcveigh dialed up just only the only the the plays that worked Come on, man. Miss me. Did you see the catches that Cooper Cup made and that fucking ODBJ made and the throws he Stafford made? Like, come on, dog. Do you think those were great fucking play calls? No. They were shitty ones, and players bailed them out. Joe Girardi has won because he had players. 
I just don't see a manager in the dugout having so much effect on a fucking outcome of a baseball game. I just don't see it. I don't see it. There's no. I just you can't convince me otherwise. Because that motherfucker's out there doing this whole bullshit. You're telling me that right there motivated that motherfucker to run through a wall for you? Hey, third base. Grab my nut. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. That shit ain't winning you no fucking games, homie. He ain't no fucking bat. He ain't no goddamn, you know, Phil Jackson or motherfuckers making up fucking clutch ass plays in the mix of a game. Come on, man. Motherfucking manager of baseball sitting over there smoking cigarettes in the motherfucker. He don't give a fuck. He's some wobble body fuck that don't know shit about athletes. He's just in there fucking because he knows who to fucking pinch, run, and hit with. Like, come on, homie. Get out of here with that shit. Um, anyway, Golden State shoots themselves out of more wins than losses. Please understand it. They lose more games because they shoot their way out of them. They fucking were up 15 points and choked last night after basically having Boston out of it. And if Boston, if Golden State knew how to create a free throw, and get their fucking ass to the line. They would have won by 25 points last night. But instead, up 15, continue to shoot threes, miss them, transition, threes on twos. Boston's back in the game, and eight fucking minutes later, they're up three, five, 14, 15, game over. Unbelievable turn of events. But Golden State does it over, over, over again. Watch them. And Steph Curry, I continue to tell you motherfuckers, ain't the fucking dude. He is a dude. He is a dude. A dude. He's not the dude. Please understand there's a fucking difference. In playing the game and playing the game. A completely different thing. You had Draymond Green taking threes like I've never seen before. Why? He's the worst shooter on the fucking court. He ain't even in the game in the fourth quarter when they when they get the run put on him. Kerr don't call a timeout. He wants to try to beat Phil Jackson and let him play through it. Well, you don't got Kobe Bryant and Shaq, motherfucker. You got some motherfuckers that are treading that need to ash. Um, no. You don't bite that rug. It's a new fucking rug, fucker. So, anyway, um, Golden State still wins in seven, in my opinion. I called them to win in seven. Um, but, um, you know, I don't believe that, you know, you think Boston's going to win 4-1, Wido? Hell no. you out your mind. I think Golden State wins in seven. Oh, I think Golden State will be fine too, but Boston's a nightmare as a matchup nightmare, dog. People don't really want to really look at Boston's. Boston has every single fucking thing. Boston has every single thing that is a nightmare for Golden State. I say Golden State in seven. Ash, no! No! Motherfucker loves chewing on my rugs, homie. God. 
You know what? My 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 dogs never really have chewed on a lot of shit. They they fuck around when I'm not here in the garage or or pillows outside. I guess they do play a lot of shit. <laughs> I guess they do eat a lot of shit, but not really. Like you know, uh, Ash is a manipulator like his daddy though, dog. That motherfucker's laying down right now, but he's looking at me side eyed like he wants to eat the, the rug. What's up, Cal? You gotta go outside and pee pee or something? Hold on, dude. I gotta finish this. Um, but Boston has defense. Golden State has defense also. It's the number one and number two offense or defense uh, also. And Golden State has the number one offense. So it's gonna be interesting to see what gives. Um, I wanna see what gives. Tatum was shitty and they won by 15. I just wanna be clear with that. That's what we don't understand. You know what I think the deciding factor in the series is going to be, Wido, and I'm t- taking it right now. Hector's not in here. Take down my word right now. The deciding factor in the series is when Golden State and Kerr pulls his head out of his ass and figures out Gary Payton Jr. needs to be played, and Gary Payton Jr. is going to change the outcome of the series. Watch my word. Mark my words. Hey. Mark my words. Um, I think Golden State will blow them out next. Um, I think uh, I think uh, Golden State's going to blow them out. But watch how Gary Payton Jr. is going to affect the series. No, he's back. He suited up last night. He was ready to play. And and the thing about it is, um, it's unbelievable. Um, why we have to wait till Sunday? I don't know. LeBron's a, a billionaire. He said he was going to be a billionaire at 17 years old. He is a billionaire. I can't do nothing but congratulate the motherfucker. I mean, really. I mean, congratulations to him. He's a billionaire, dog. He's in a one percenter. And that's something to be proud of, um, whether you like him or not. Hector, Gary Payton Jr. is going to be the deciding factor on why Golden State wins the championship. I said it right here, right now. Mark my words. Um... Gabe Kapler, manager of the Giants baseball. I got to I got I got a take on this because apparently he's going to do the Kaepernick and not come out for the for the national anthem. So he said it, he did it for 3 or 4 games, then Memorial Day hit and he came back and said I'm going to respect Memorial Day and go out. So I think you're a cowardly cunt. <laughs> I, dog this is this is a mockery you are a joke and it's not about red and blue left or right i don't give a fuck about that it is about the real truth serum shit if i gave you truth serum why are you why are you really doing it because you need to be known you need to write a book you need some fucking attention because if you were a writer it wouldn't matter if it was Memorial fucking day, if it was Veterans Day, if it was fucking Christmas, you would have protested. Do you understand the definition of a protest? Don't come out and say you're going to fucking protest the national anthem because of some shootings that have occurred. But then on Memorial Day, you're going to renege and go back to status quo. And now again, you're back. Like, you're a joke. You lose credibility. You lose credibility, and to me, you're a joke. 
And I can't wait for the Dodgers to beat your fucking ass every game like they do. <laughs> so stop being fuck sticks out there. And Eddie, no, he's not. Kaepernick is horrible. Stop. He's not better than half the quarterbacks. He's horrible. Please understand it. He's fucking shitty. <laughs> he's not good, dude. It ain't he he not only got blackballed, we know that, but he's not good. Okay? He had a good season with Harbaugh, who's a really good offensive coordinator for the NFL, which has, in my opinion, that's where he needs to be. Well, first of all, you had Iguodala going back to Golden State. You had Iguodala in the fourth quarter like he was a fucking 20-year-old. 20-year-old. Iguodala don't need to be in the game when you're down. He needs to be in the game when you're up. He's there, Marcus Smart, you know. He has those intangible things, blocking LeBron, you know, does things to win. Come on, dog. He ain't the fucking guy no more. Why was he in the game in the fourth quarter? Draymond Green is on the fucking bench. And then the, the the Celtics did so well that they could have they pulled Marcus Smart off the bench late to end up winning this shit. Like, goddamn, we're fucked. Um, who knows? KD and Stephen A. Smith's Twitter beef is comical. I, I just gotta I, I gotta say this. Remember when we talked in person or nobody knew shit? The world was a better fucking place. Do you guys know that? When we talked in person, the world was a better fucking place. Hush, Bailey. You be a good girl. The world was a better fucking place. And now that we tweet shit, and we have these Twitter beefs, um, everyone wants to fucking... Everyone thinks that this is like the new fucking thing. Ash, go lay down. Um... We're in a better place when it was all man-to-man, dog. I'm going to be honest with you. Because your bitch-ass opinions, protected from virtualization now, has made the world fucked. I'm just going to be honest. It has made the world fucked. It's created these mass shooters, in my opinion. It's created soft fucking parents, which in turn has created even softer kids. And a society as, as a whole has fucking floundered. That is where we are. Social media and fucking cell phones have done that, in my opinion. And it is a fucking joke. Stephen A. and fucking KD want to have Twitter finger fucking beef, but they can't talk in person. Like, get the fuck out of here. You guys are both bitches. They're both bitches, bro. Oh, my God. They're both bitches. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick retires. He is a definition of a warrior, in my opinion. Um, he's in a definition of a warrior, dog. I love me some Ryan Fitzpatrick. He doesn't get enough credit. 35, 36,000 yards he's thrown for, by the way. He's a one percenter, bro. Even though you can say what you want, he's a journeyman. But that motherfucker was a fucking ride or die. And I don't know a teammate in the world that... Doesn't say he's the best fucking teammate ever. Um, Tua having to defend his arm strength. He looks like an old, young... (laughs) I got to show you this thing. Give me one minute. Let me let the dogs out. I got to show you the Tua video. 
Uh, Pat McAfee shared the same video earlier, but I'm going to talk to you about Tua, and I'm going to give you my take on this, and I'm going to give you a wholly different perspective than what Pat and him showed earlier. Um, but it's going to be comical. Uh, I'll be back in three minutes. Don't go nowhere. I'll be right back. Um, what a fucking joke it's going to be. I'll be right back. We all grew up together Come out on, here. Let's go. So, you got to go outside? Uh, let's go. You know, I hope Eric gets a shot, man. I, the people, you know, they hired a dude. The Eagles hire old boy. This motherfucker can't yeah. even speak on the damn oh, mic. Yeah, like, and they're saying Eric don't interview well. Like, well, shit. He oh. still deserves a shot to say he failed or he proved himself. Like, this dude's getting a shot. He can't even speak. You know, you know, oh, when man. people don't interview well, that means they're not speaking your language. No, that's exactly right. I was about to say the like, same shit. Hell yeah, like, you're right. Like, like when they say, you know what I'm saying, yeah. you don't know what they're saying. When he's speaking to say, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you understand? Nah, mm -hmm. I don't understand. That's basically what they're saying. Hell yeah, that's what it is, man. And like I said, until we get some black owners in there, man, to get some black GMs, we got to, it's just one of them things, man. I've had multiple people on talking about it. It's just, it's a shitty thing. We got this Rooney rule, and I don't know if you agree. I, you know, it's controversial. I've had Marcellus Wiley on. We grew up together as well, man, and Larry Allen and, and def different dudes in Compton. And we were talking about this, man, before I let you get out of here. I'm like, you know, man, if I was Marvin Jones or Marvin Lewis, who who took these token interviews with the Cowboys last year and a couple other dudes, and I know Marvin a little bit. Marvin's a great dude. He was at Arizona State last year. But I would be like, Marvin, fuck him. Don't, don't, don't interview. Don't take the interview. Because you know, and it's hard to do, though. And he, and he told me, he's like, JB, it's hard to do for the young brothers, though, coming up. Because if the young brothers see me turn it down, then – they don't have a shot, and I, and it's just in a horrible catch twenty two situation, man. And I just think that it's a uh, JB. It's let's hard. be real. Let's be real. I love Marvin, but Marvin got to know these people ain't hiring his ass, man. That's what I said. Come on, <laughs> Marvin, man. You, you understand? You got the longest tenure for a losing coach in Cincinnati, a black losing coach. Yeah, so what? Shit, 12, 15 years, damn near. Come on, man. You you not you're not getting that. You're not getting that. That's exactly not, right. That's not going to happen. this video man you, you guys got to see this shit it's comical as fuck you guys lay down Shh. hey <sighs> slap dicks hold on i'm gonna show you this video tua basically was talking to his guys or talking to some about some critics that were critiquing his arm strength, all right? Now, I want to just fucking bring up this fucking thing. Um, I want to show you this fucking deal here. OK. 
Come here. Come here, Bonham. Give me one second. calm down all right um i gotta share this with you guys i want you to see this it tells me hey i don't know if you heard about right. this but they hold on i'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna stop and talk oh, about some things want to bring that up to me um but she brings it up just you know just so i'm aware with the questions that you guys are gonna ask me i want you to really look at this um, man's body you know, for me it's just i want you to look at his out. body i mean we come out to okay. practice Everyone else, Twitter warriors. He has no definition. He looks like a fucking old, young. He looks like a Hispanic lawn mowing motherfucker right outside my house cutting my lawn. That's who the motherfucker looks like. He has no fucking definition. His arm looks horrific. Have you ever seen an Aaron Rodgers or a fucking, even Tom Brady who looks... He's 45. He looks better than Tua. And it doesn't show it. You can't see, but I want you to see Tua's gut. Tua's gut is worse than mine. Why does he have a gut? He's 24, five years old, homie. Tua looks like hammered dog shit. This is a fucking NFL quarterback right here. Dog. If you haven't, I've been next to Aaron Rodgers, okay? Aaron Rodgers is cut up, dude. <laughs> Just trust me. He's lean. He's cut. He's got leg definition. He has arm definition. He has a fucking six-pack still. This motherfucker does not look like Aaron Rodgers. I'm just throwing it out there. No, I look like Big Ben. This motherfucker right here looks like fucking Jorge, my fucking lawn guy. I'm just going to be honest. Look at that motherfucker. Got a beard now. That motherfucker looks horrible, homie. He looks fucking horrible. Holy shit. No, he doesn't. Have you ever met Eli Manning fucking master flex? Have you ever been next to Eli Manning? Eli Manning is six fucking six, 240, and he's solid. Shut the fuck up. All you mother... I've thrown with both Mannings. They're both 6'6", 250 plus, and they're not horrible. Quit saying that shit, Eddie. You don't know unless you fucking have been next to them. They're not horrible. You just see a big old white dude on camera, and you guys think they're fucking horrible. Peyton Manning's body was not horrible, Eddie, by the way. Okay? So, you don't know anything, again, about anything. You're just talking once again. These motherfuckers were put together. They were defined. Trust me. They were NFL quarterbacks for a reason. And you guys are acting like it's fucking one of these fat 300-pound fucking pitchers out here on a mound throwing a baseball that don't do shit. There's a completely different deal. Pitchers don't have to move off the mound. 
Peyton Manning's whole head was bigger than Tua. You're right. I know, Josh, my bad. I had to do my Uso like that. But, dog, he looks horrible. <clears throat> and, and his arm's not very strong. And that's just what it is. <clears throat> but I don't know why he's so mad about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, dog. Tua looks bad right now. He looks fucking bad. He looks like a mix between Oscar De La Hoya and Cesar Chavez in their fucking well after their prime. <laughs> oh, fuck, homie. He looks horrible. I'm just going to be honest. You're too young to look that bad in the NFL. When I was fucking in on the practice squad, I had a six-pack. I was lean. I was like 230, 228. Homie, I never looked that bad when I was playing at the height of my fucking profession. That motherfucker looks horrible. He looks like he eats fucking L and L's every day, Oos. He looks like he eats L and L's every day. Josh. Motherfucker. <laughs> that motherfucker eats L and L every day. That motherfucker gets macaroni salad. He gets fucking chicken katsu. He <laughs> That motherfucker looks horrible, homie. Oh, man. <clears throat> homie. You got to talk to him, Moose. Oh, man. <clears throat> he needs to eat more fucking seafood, Alan. Fuck, get off the steak. He needs to eat some more fucking seafood. He needs to get off the spam and eggs, Moose. He's on spam, eggs, rice. He just has a bunch of starch and fucking... Eddie Manningweather, I love you dearly. You're a good human. You can't talk about motherfuckers spelling the names all fucked up. It's Peyton Manning, homie, not Peyton Manny. You still on that Peyton Manning shit. It's Peyton Manning, homie. It's not fucking Manny fucking <laughs> Machado, homie. God damn. He don't have two first names, homie. Oh, bro, Eddie's a fool, homie. What's up, baby? I know Eddie just been going on a rant like a motherfucker because he got Boost Mobile and he can't call in because every time he calls in, he tells me to hold on and then he fucking has to take his mask off, walk around the fucking office, get outside. By the time he does all that shit, I already have another caller. Eddie's still figuring shit out. You know what I'm saying? Um... Dog, Peyton Manning, M-I-N-N-I-N-G, Eddie, is, was solid rock, homie. What are you talking about? How are you going to tell me? <laughs> he was fucking solid rock. Just go ask somebody, dog. Don't take my word for it. If you think he's just a big old fucking tub of shit out there that played 20 years, <laughs> good luck with that one. Oh, man. Oh, I take two all day. Baker Mayfield is the second most overrated quarterback of all time. He's right behind Carson Wentz. I'm trying to tell you guys, dog. You guys don't listen. Um, Tua looks like he eats l l with Taco Bell every day. <laughs> oh, shit. 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, though, he was a rider. I, I, I wish he didn't fucking stick around. Yeah, Eddie's saying Peyton Manning and Eli Manning's bodies are horrible. They, they're, they're, they've won multiple Super Bowls and are fucking Hall of Famers, but they were horrible. <laughs> oh, some of you guys kill me. Ohio State came up with a $13 million budget for their roster to stay intact. <clears throat> that is the epitome of where we are in the college football landscape. It's a fucking joke. It is absolutely a joke. We have to now budget to keep our roster. See, you guys are better than me, coaches, because I'm just telling you, if I got to beg a motherfucker with money, you can go. Bye-bye. See, I get it. I'm talking to buddies that are saying, JB, if you don't do it, you're going to flounder. Everyone else is doing it. You got to do it. And I'm just like, I've never been the dude to say and do what everyone else said to do. <laughs> I always am the dude to figure it out and do it another way. And then everyone else takes it and starts fucking. Um, they take that and they flip it and then they start using my shit some other way. <laughs> Trust me, I can show you a million things these college coaches use that I started. But anyway, we're not going to get into that. Maybe I'll do a show on that one day. Um, Marcus Freeman is killing it on the recruiting trail. What do you say, coach? I don't say shit because how do you know? <laughs> and I couldn't tell you who the fuck recruited who. I don't know who's out there to be recruited. I don't really give a fuck what he's done at Notre Dame, and I don't give a fuck what kids he's recruited. Because until they play the game, until Notre Dame can beat a meaningful opponent in a meaningful game, you can't tell me shit. I don't want to hear it. Notre Dame can't win a game that matters. And they've been historically that way. Lou Holtz got away with one. And besides that, they have historically folded in big games and Notre Dame is no different now they just don't get the athletes they don't get the O and D linemen that the SEC gets the Ohio States get and that's why they get waxed in the BCS they don't get what the Clemsons get in the D line O line and wide out spots and they lose period my good friends the head coach of Tulane brother Willie Fritz is a great fucking human. He's a great football coach. He is hamstrung at Tulane. You know how hard it is to get in Tulane? You know how hard it is to get into Tulane? It is an academic. It's 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 of high it's of utmost academic standards is when you if you talk about the nation's elites, Tulane is in there. You guys got, a lot of you don't realize that shit. You got Duke and Stanford and Wake Forest and you got the Ivy Leagues and you got Cal Berkeley and you got UCLA and you got all these big name schools. Then you got the Yales, Harvards, Columbia's, right? Tulane is right there. Vanderbilt is another one. Tulane is right there. By the way, I was the only guy ever to send two JUCO kids to the two hardest football academic schools in America. Cal Berkeley, Coy Day, and Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt University, when my buddy was a coach, he got fired. Um, I sent a corner there who came to us from uh, Wisconsin. 
good dude. Where's he at, Alan? What's the fuck? I can't. I can't ring a bell. Can't ring a bell in his fucking name. He just hit me up on Instagram too. Fuck. Uh, what's my man's name? Played corner at Vandy. Um, Willie Fritz is from Southeast Kansas. He is a. Uh, he he uh, coached JUCO. Yes, he's he's from that area. Um, yeah, he finished at Texas State. Yep. What's my man's name? Uh, uh, goddamn, homie. Why am I missing my man's name? Um, but yes, he was he was the head coach at, at uh, Central Mo and Pitt State. A um, lot of Kansas ties. What well before he ever went to like uh, you know um, you know he won two natties at at uh, Sam Houston. So he won two two natties at Sam Houston State. Then he went over to what Georgia Southern. Or Georgia State or Georgia Southern and one there. And then he got the fucking two-lane gig. So. Yeah, get me the Georgia Southern job. Shit. I'll get motherfuckers that Georgia's supposed to have. <laughs> Georgia Southern's in a great fucking location, dog. Cats don't realize, dog. There's so many fucking... There's so many fucking resources and talent in Georgia. You can win... At any of those motherfucking schools. Georgia State, Georgia Southern, fucking Georgia Tech. How Georgia Tech isn't fucking good, I don't know. They're another hard school to get in, though, by the way. But anyway, um, just giving you guys some free game. On the audio side, I'm ending it. We're at two hours. I appreciate everybody coming on in. Hit the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're on YouTube. Spotify, iTunes, Apple. I will see you guys Monday for Merciless Monday. And, uh... Appreciate you. Make sure you got on going over to betonline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Get you fifty percent off and welcome bonus. I appreciate you guys, and I will see you Monday. YouTube, stay on for the after hours and the after party. Peace. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm in my mode, ready to transform you. In the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Vice, what's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all lean.